powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Better Than Before. I'm your host, Coach Tony Richards. Today's program is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. It's all coming up today on Better Than Before, right here on the C-Suite Radio Network. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Better Than Before. My guest today is Wendy Bartlett. And she's been a business consultant since the 90s and a performer since the 70s. She helped executives prepare for boardrooms, candidates get elected to office, and comedians to refine their stage act. She's taught at colleges and universities, and she's written books about speaking for Fortune 500 C-suite leadership teams. And now she shows entrepreneurs how to be great on camera so they are paid what they're worth. Tell me about the physical aspect of being charismatic. When you and I talked the other day, I was just honest with you. I said, I don't think I'm very photogenic. Could you help somebody like me? And of course, you immediately had three things that I could do very easily. And then when we talked today, I was kind of doing them. And you're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, you are being charismatic today. So let's give our audience the benefit of that discussion. What are some things that people can do physically with their facial features or how they're coming across to be more charismatic. I'm so glad you asked this, Tony. If you're being on camera, the camera just takes an accurate snapshot, which is great. And then the downside is that the camera takes an accurate snapshot. <laughs> so, what I see oftentimes doing, I call these charisma killers is I see people putting themselves on camera and they're showing their ceiling in the frame. And what that does to an audience is the audience says subliminally, they go, there's a human in a box. And we don't put humans in boxes, usually until they're dead. 
So we don't want to have a ceiling in our frame. That's one easy way is just set up the camera appropriately to capture the wall behind you without a ceiling. That lets you be the focus of what's going on in the frame rather than something that is contained. And then the other thing I like to have people do is activate their twinkle twins. <laughs> and this just means that you've got enough glowing light coming onto your face so that when you're looking at the camera, your eyes end up producing two little white dots. And I don't mean the whites of your eyes. I mean those two little white dots that show the reflection of light are usually captured right between your pupil and your iris. Mm. And when you get those two little white dots on, you've got a chance of being charismatic for people. Every time you watch TV, the character they want you to watch has two white dots on them. And the little background characters or extras in the shot are looking down and away from the light source so their twinkle twins don't shine. So just capturing those two white dots eliminating the ceiling and setting your camera height so that you have a way of looking up at your camera or directly at your camera, but never down to camera is a way to help you get your audience to like you. So in other words, don't have the camera looking down on you. Don't have the camera above you. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, it's the opposite. Opposite. You don't okay. want to look down at the camera. Okay. You so want you want the camera, the camera right. pointed down. Okay. Well, but you don't want to be your... looking up at the camera. If you're looking down at the camera, it's similar to the way a mother would talk down to their child. Your audience is only going to tolerate it for so long. So you want to be right. looking directly at or slightly up at your camera lens. But don't have your head tilted down to the camera. Well, the tilt of your head can help convey those two white dots. You don't want to have your eyeballs looking at an angle downward so that your eyes are half closed. You want to be able to keep your eyes wide open when you're looking at a camera lens and having that camera lens set up a little bit higher allows your eyes to stay open. It makes you look more awake, more alert, and more ready to be there for someone. Today is a very exciting day because my special guest today is Dr. Martha Saunders, and she's the sixth president of the University of West Florida. In her 30 plus years in higher education, she served in an academic and leadership role at universities in Florida, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Mississippi. Her area of academic expertise is in public relations and crisis communication, for which she has won numerous awards, including two Public Relations Society of America's covered silver anvils. Saunders led the University of West Florida to its status as a top performing public university with the third highest score in the Florida Board of Governors performance metrics. So my clients are mainly CEOs and executive teams and the whole pandemic thing has been quite an event of course as you know. And one of the biggest decisions that my clients are constantly debating and talking about is the whole remote work versus in-office work. How has that affected your university? In-class well, versus remote learning, that sort of thing. Well, of course, it was abrupt <laughs> because of March of 2020, we got the word that you got to send everybody home. And for us, part of being a good innovative university is we were ready we had built online e-learning shells for every course we teach. Amazing. And so we had quite a few remote learning courses already, 
but all the faculty had to do was activate the shell. And it populated the site with their syllabus and with their roster. And we did two weeks of boot camp for faculty not had experience doing that. And it was awesome. I mean, I went and hung out at the boot camp and there were people that had never taught I mean, music faculty, art mm-hmm. faculty. That's not something you think of teaching online. Yeah, sure. It just brought out the best in them. It brought out the creative in them. And so we were in a good position, but it still wasn't easy. Really, you would think that the students would have been, it would have been an easier transition for them than the faculty, but it was a struggle for a lot of students. They preferred face-to-face, they learned better face-to-face. And so it was a surprising challenge that we had to get the students as well tuned into remote learning. And then there's the entire staff of a university. We're like a town. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure, absolutely. We have buildings and power plants and all of those things. And how do you do all of that remotely and who stays and who goes home? And If students only had that part to deal with in their life, they might have been able to adjust better, but it affected every area. It was. And my heart just broke for our students. You have a kid who they're going to college and they can't hang out together. Yeah. And they can't get to know people. We had them separated six feet apart. And Well, I'm sure your university is, we use this word a lot, but you miss community. Especially, we call ourselves here a spirited community of learners. Yeah. And that requires being together. And things like Zoom have been a lifesaver, but it does still require relationship building. And so it was a trial. I think right now what we're looking at is what do we want to keep? Because we learned a lot. Oh, Uh, sure. We learned a lot about efficiency. Our faculty have figured out ways of teaching even better. So my advice to my leadership team is don't be too quick to put it back. Right. Think about everything you're restoring and question it and say, Is it better to put it back the way it was, or do we want to keep it? And I think we're going to keep a lot of the innovations we picked up on. Today, my special guest is Rick Maurer, and he provides leaders who want to lead change the expertise to help them identify even deeply hidden resistance and turn that opposition into support. Rick's support to leading change is unique. He focuses on two fundamental questions. Why do people support us and why do people resist us or our ideas? One of the things that fascinates me about the way you approach things, and I got to get this from your book, which I haven't had a chance to read yet, but I'm looking forward to reading it, is your concepts of how energy plays into all this. Yeah. I've never really heard anybody else really approach change initiatives from an energy standpoint, (laughs) right? But I'm fascinated. One of the reasons I want to talk to you today, I want to hear all about it. I, I'm glad you picked that up. For years and years in the books that I had written, I would talk about support and resistance and together. I was doing some work at a scientific lab. These were a lot of people who were like nuclear physicists. These were very bright people and they were using my models. And so I was there one day and they're arguing over, well, is it here or is it there on this cycle that I had? 
is support here? Is it blah, blah, blah? And I said, folks, just stop. It's just energy. It's either moving this way or it's moving that way. And this one nuclear physicist said, oh, I like that. We understand energy here. And the whole meeting turned around. The next week, I was working with a new client, and the planning group is saying, oh, but we got this one stakeholder, and oh, it's going to be resistance and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, and they had a whiteboard. And I said, do you mind if I use the whiteboard? And I drew a big horizontal line. And on one end, I put support. And then the other, I put resistance. And I said, okay, how much support are you going to need? And they said, oh, I had no words on there other than support and resistance. And they said, oh, way up here. And I said, what kind of support are you likely to get? And they said, oh, it's going to be resistance. It's going to be way over there. And just that and seeing that gap between what they want and what they were getting helped them frame the conversation. Some more people came into the meeting and one of my clients leaned over and he said, hey, would you mind if I taught him that energy bar? I had no name for it. It was a line on a board. (laughs) And they (laughs) helped you name it. They helped me name it and they taught it with only hearing me talk about it for five minutes. Oh, wow. And I realized for one thing, I mean, I had been thinking of it as energy, but I hadn't so explicitly said, look, that's really what it is. And it's always there. It's either working for you or against you. I am honored and very excited to have Lisa Marie Platsky, an award-winning certified master coach, as our guest today. She's also a leadership expert. She's a speaker and international best-selling author recognized by the White House and the Small Business Administration. And part of her mission is to transform lives through leadership by teaching mission-driven and service-based entrepreneurs, consultants, and corporate leaders how to live out their big mission in the world. Tell me about your clients. Why do people come to you? How do you help them? Well, you've articulated it before is that they're often people who they've got this peace inside of them. They're longing for meaning and they understand that there's something else that they're called to do. So sometimes they're people who work in companies. Sometimes they're people who are small business owners and just understand that there's something greater for them to do. And so they look at that as their leadership journey. And so that's what I work with them on. I have seven pillars of leadership. I have seven areas of well-being, and I work with them to be able to expand their influence and their impact. So they get to make a bigger positive difference in the world and that they get to fulfill that sense of, gosh, there's something else there. There's something that I'm not doing or honoring. And for example, you know, yesterday I had a conversation with somebody and she and her husband own several brick and mortar businesses and they own restaurants. They own in the beauty industry, they own quite a few businesses. And what she came to me is she said, you know, the reason why I got into this is because years ago, when I was 18 years old, I had this experience where I met somebody through my college that was involved in shining light on the sex trafficking industry. And she said, it's always been this part inside me that's gone. I want to do something. I want to do something to be a force for good on the planet, not her words, mine, but that was the, the idea, like, how do I do that? And so here she'd been carrying this with her for 30 years and knew that this is hers to do. She heard it when she was younger and she knew that this was hers to do. And so the conversation was like, how do I go and do that? How do I create that? And so I've had people who've gone into changing the face of law enforcement. I've had people who've said, I want to step out of engineering and do prison reform. 
And sometimes it's just, I want to be better in my organization because I understand that the people that I'm supposed to be here and I'm supposed to be a better boss, lead differently. So it's not necessarily that they have something that's this massive. They just understand that there's something greater for them and what they're doing isn't fulfilling what they're called to do. Stand by. I will have more for you next on our show, Better Than Before, on the C-Suite Radio Network. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo. Or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards, and today I'm going to focus on three key questions. Now, of course, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I highly recommend for any individual who's trying to grow themselves whether you're already in executive management, whether you're a high potential employee that someday would want to be in executive management, you're an entrepreneur who's thinking about starting your own company, or you're just trying to get better overall. One of the best activities that I could possibly recommend is journaling, getting your inner thoughts down outside of your head and getting them on paper so that your mind and your brain can function in a more productive manner. Your mind is designed to have ideas. It's not designed to hold ideas. And we try to keep so much stuff in our head and conversations that just keep rolling on and rolling on and those loops never get closed. And journaling is a great way to close some of those loops and free up your mind so that it can work better. And I do that a lot by asking myself questions. And so about two years ago, I wrote a book called How to Journal Like a CEO, and that's available on Amazon.com if you're interested. And it's also available on our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. And there is a key question for every single day of the year, 365 key questions that I often ask my clients and that you can use to ask yourself or ask your direct reports in their own development. And so that resource is available to you and it's very inexpensive also, by the way. All right, now let's get into this. Three key questions for you. Number one, what should be the 60% focus for each of your team members? So this goes back to the principle that if you have a project, your main priority, it should be taken up about 60% of your time. Anything less than 60% of your focus on that number one priority 
will not necessarily mean you'll be successful at it, but anything less than 60% will guarantee either mediocrity or failure. And so as you're thinking about your direct reports and what their number one priority should be, just remember and recognize that that number one priority is going to take about 60% of your time and focus. Key question number two for this week, what professional activity should I do that's worth $20,000 an hour? So this is putting a monetary value on some of the things that you do and your activities. And if you think about it in terms of its worth, what are the things that should be giving you the best payback? And I just inserted a random number there, 20,000 an hour to drive home the importance of putting priorities down and selecting priorities and not just spreading yourself out over a whole bunch of stuff that really doesn't matter. Because going back to the 80-20 rule, 80% of most of your results come from 20% of your activities. So there is in that 20% just a handful of things that you do that really drive performance and results. And if you put a monetary value on that would be very, very high. And our final key question for this week, what three things can we do in the next 90 days to make a 50% difference in the company, in our department, in our project, what three things can we do in the next 13 weeks that are going to make at least a 50% difference on the total outcome? Well, those are three key questions you can ask yourself this week and play with and journal around. That's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and you can come join me and our free Facebook page, Tony Richards, speaker, author, coach. Special thanks, as always, to our producer, Tessa Hall. And until we visit again next week, I'm Tony, reminding you, of course, that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>